All right, fantastic. So welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, live from Las Vegas. This is the number one stock market update show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. Now, in this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And again, we are live here with our mastermind members in Las Vegas. It is early in the morning. It is 8 o'clock, but there's still a lot going on because uh, we had a, a strong rally on Friday uh, where the S&P is getting to its best week since March. We had the OPEC meeting this weekend, so we got to talk about this and how it reacts to, to all prices. Uh, Spotify is cutting its workforce. Apple has its... Uh, what is it, the developer day today? So there's a lot going on. We'll talk about what to expect this week and uh, how we are trading it. By the way, if this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Hartketter. This is Mark Hart, live and in person. We're together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyhow. Uh, so we're all traders who trade live accounts. And therefore, we have, a, we have a lot of trading experience. And we are showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff and... Uh, we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. Yes. It's always exciting to it's be fun. together. Yes. And do these together. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's actually see what's happening. Oh, these were my notes. Uh, we can bring this up. So Friday, a massive rally in the S&P 500. Uh, I mean, up 1.5%. I say massive rally, but it's, it's important because we broke through the 4,200 level, the dreaded one. Yeah, I mean, we've been trading in this range for a while, and we were kind of topping out, getting a pullback there. But then this breakthrough is pretty substantial. Like you said, the S&P had its best week since March. Uh, you know, part of this probably short covering too, short covering rally. Uh, right, because last week it was all about the debt ceiling and also the, the jobs report. And I mean, the debt ceiling, the deal went through on Friday. So crisis averted there. And uh, the, the jobs report also came in not as bad as traders were expecting. So it seems that on Friday, markets were just in a yeah rally mode. And I said, probably short covering. Sure. And well, I mean, the job's a little bit mixed, right? Because more jobs added than expected, but unemployment rate creeping up, but uh, the uh, average hourly earnings flat, right? Right. We, we can take a look at this really quick at the economic calendar from, from last week, uh, where we see again of what exactly happened. Let me move this out of the way. It's just different when I'm not in the home studio. <laughs> but here we go. Here we have the uh, average hourly earnings. Uh, that came in uh, with in line with expectations and lower than the previous month, sure. and the unemployment rate also ticking up. So a little bit mixed there, but it, it seems like you know traders were able to digest, like you said, positive news on the debt ceiling uh, agreement. But I, I think it was you know some people expecting a rally, a relief rally after that information. Uh, other people thinking that we're going to drop a little bit, and if you were short below forty two hundred on the S and P buying back your position. So a short covering rally, if you're short the market, you have to buy to close and sometimes that will spark a rally. Yeah. And now we see the S&P 500 trading at levels that we haven't seen uh, since August last year. Look so I saw that the Nasdaq is on pace for its best first half of the year since 1991. Wow. And we are at levels in the Nasdaq that we haven't seen uh, since uh, what uh, April 2022. Yeah, and I mean, part of this uh, with today's move, you know, we talked about Friday, but today, Apple making all-time highs. Really? Let's take yeah. a look at Apple, and then also we take a look at the calendar and our positions. Oh, look at this. Look at that. 
new all-time highs ahead of its developers conference, and uh, they're expected to showcase a virtual headset. Yeah, could be as much as three thousand bucks for the headset. Is this the next thing? I mean, I the the last major product that they introduced was the Apple Watch. Right. And to be honest, at first I, I thought, Who, who's going to buy an Apple Watch? I was wrong, um, and they're kind of cool. <laughs> I mean. I, I've I've given up. I've traded my uh, in my Apple Watch, but hey, I have to say that uh, using an Apple Watch is pretty neat technology. So we'll have to see if the virtual headset takes off too. Yeah. So I mean, let's take a look at the economic calendar for the week and see what's happening. And overall, it's pretty light. So today uh, we had the ISM Services PMI come out, and. Uh, I mean, a little bit worse than expected, and that's kind of what the Fed wants. They want to slow down the economy, so that's kind of like bad news should be good news. Yeah, still above 50, though. So if you're below 50, that indicates contraction, uh, above 50, expansion. So lower than expected, still above 50 is a positive thing. Yeah. Nothing on the economic calendar tomorrow, Wednesday, just some uh, low-impact reports, trade balance, crude oil inventories, consumer credit. These are the weekly unemployment claims. So, I mean, they really shouldn't move the markets, especially since we had the jobs report just come out. And then nothing on Friday. So when it comes to the economic calendar, super light week. Yeah. And also earnings season. I mean, we're pretty much done with earnings season. Sure. So do you expect a drift? Drift higher? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, traders will always find something to focus on. And I believe that this week the focus will shift on the Fed and what the Fed will do because... We are uh, just uh, a little bit over a week away, and uh, I'll let you do the countdown today. Nine days, two hours, 53 minutes, and 55 seconds away. Yes. <laughs> and here we see right now, traders are uh, factoring in a probability of 76% uh, that the Fed keeps rates the same, 24% that they're raising rates, and you're, you're shaking your head. This just keeps flip-flopping. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's uh, unbelievable. I don't think they're going to raise, so I think these probabilities are accurate. Uh, but over the last two weeks, it's just gone back and forth and back and forth. Right. And I, I mean, the wording will be really, really important because the question is, OK, are they done or are they just pausing? Because all of the Fed members keep stressing, including Powell, we need more data. We need more data. And there's no more data coming out this week when it comes to inflation. Sure. And I mean, look at that. Now the probability shifts towards a uh, rate hike in July, staying the same in September, and then cutting in November, staying the same in December. And I mean, this is pure speculation, but my guess is we stay the same at rates and we get a cut in December. All right. You heard it, you heard it today. <laughs> you heard it first year. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, well, before we go back to the markets and our positions, let's talk about crude oil here for a moment. Because, uh, I mean... OPEC had its meeting over the weekend and basically said, we are keeping production levels at the same rate. Yeah, and this is interesting because you have uh, the same 2023 production targets, but then Saudi Arabia uh, decided to cut output. Yeah, so this is where this morning, as we can see, crude oil was at first uh, moving massively higher, but now pulling back, if you look at a five-minute chart here, uh, after, yeah, really going all the way up here uh, towards 75 and now pulling back uh, a little bit uh, earlier today at 72. So this is where everybody's trying to figure out, okay, what exactly does that mean? Exactly. And 
I don't know what it means. <laughs> um, to be honest, uh, I mean, I don't think anybody knows what it means. Yeah. If you're looking at a five-minute chart of the S&P 500, I mean, just if we zoom out so that we also see Friday's move, we see that right now, I mean, everybody seems to be in a similar situation like us, almost just waking up and saying, what's happening here? <laughs> I mean, no, no news over the weekend, right? No economic reports, no earnings, uh, Apple making all-time highs. All right, go figure. I mean... <laughs> That's really not the, the biggest news because Apple has always been strong and therefore, yeah, just moving sideways. Yeah, I, a, a diddle day for you. A diddle day, officially a diddle day. We defined it last week. Okay, <laughs> uh, let, let's take a look at, uh, at our positions um, and what we have here in the portfolio. Uh, CTRA, Cotera Energy, also interesting with crude oil this morning, opening higher at 2450 Pulling back right now, uh, just around the unchanged mark, uh, right now it's down 0.15%. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I almost thought that today I might be able to sell calls against my existing position. Not yet. So When I pulled it up pre-market, now uh, pre-market trading CTRA is very light, but I want to say there was a print at like 25.30 or 25.25. Uh, it looked like wow. it was going to be a nice uh, day for CTRA, but... Yeah. Big change. Nothing to do there just yet. GM, uh, this is what I already closed on Thursday. Uh, so last week I sold the 31 put, and then I was able to close it with 90% of max profits. So no more GM. Uh, PNC, still have that position, and PNC had a fantastic day on Friday, up 3.2%. Uh, and right now we're back in the range where we wanted to see, and uh, we want to see that it is actually moving higher towards 130, and then we might be able to sell calls against our existing position. And this is where I want to see uh, PNC. You have that 125 level where a couple weeks ago we reversed around, uh, right around 125, but I'd love to see this drift back up towards 130. I, I do think that's possible, and in the next couple of weeks we could start selling calls around 136, which would be my cost basis. You might need to wait just a little Yeah, longer. I mean, and you see how... how quickly this moves. I mean, yeah. this could be within a few days even, not necessarily weeks. So we'll yeah. see what happens. And there's some speculation on uh, new changes to re reserve requirements for banks because of the regional problems, the regional banking problems. Uh, but at least right now, it seems like traders are kind of shaking that, that speculation off. Seems so. SU, that's something that we both traded, Suncor Energy. Yep. Um, I sold the 28 put, you sold the 27.50, and we both let it expire on Friday. Nothing to do there. So expired worthless. Yep. We kept the whole premium. Um, similar UPS, right? I mean, UPS also, um, we sold the 165. Sure. This morning, the 167.50 is available. Are you interested? I'm going to keep an eye on it. It's a little tight strike-wise, um, but it could be that the 165 pops up with a little bit of a move lower. Yeah, because the 167.50 only gives us a drop of 1%, so that might not be enough. And I also need to, I just see here that I still have the settings for both expirations. I need to adjust this that I only see this week's expiration. All right. Um, so with, with a diddly day like this, what, what do you expect today? Will we find some good opportunities? We haven't had a chance to really look at the scanner just yet because it's super early for me, at least. I don't know. You, you might have already done it. You have your morning routine on this. Yeah, I mean, I'm used to uh, Pacific Coast trading and I'm, uh, you know, the, the two that caught my attention this morning, Valero and UPS. But I'm kind of I'm kind of waiting right now. 
Yeah, because if you look at the heat map, uh, we also see, let's bring this up really quick, uh, that it's kind of a, a mixed batch sure. here, right? I mean, we see that tech stocks are still strong, Microsoft up, Apple up, Google up, Amazon up, Tesla up. And then we see that, uh, yeah, crude oil energy is down, industrials are down, financial services are down. So it's kind of a mixed bag, and it seems that markets are still trying to find direction right now. Uh, I agree, and I, I think... Any day of the week uh, this week, we could see a decent down day rather than just a diddle every single day. So I'd rather be selling puts on a day where there's a little more volatility. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving back over here and taking another look. Um, by the way, before we do this, if you enjoy this, even though I'm cutting out of the picture here sometimes, <laughs> give us a like. <laughs> give us a like. So... Um, I don't think that the S&P will stay in this tight range. I mm -hmm. honestly, I expect uh, that we see a little bit of a down move today because okay. uh, there, there might be some profit taking after this massive rally. And again, for the S&P, it's all about can we stay above 4,200? Sure. And uh, I think this will be the week where we see, okay, 4,200 that previously acted as resistance. Will it act as support now or do we fall back into this range where we were previously? Or do we break above 4,300? 4,300? No, you're talking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it seems that it is time for the S&P to move into a new range. And now that we broke through this, I mean, we, we have the highs here. As yeah. you said, 4,300, that's definitely the next level. Right now, the S&P 500 at 4,288. Uh, but no real follow-through from Friday just yet. But again... No news to really move the markets. Traders are right now probably looking around and saying, okay, what can we focus on today? What can we focus on this week? Uh, about what can we obsess and panic? Yeah, and it's really Apple that's keeping the S&P uh, S 500. Oh, yeah, I wanted to show you something uh, because I, I found uh, this, this article here uh, where Bank of America actually said uh, that there's seven stocks that may have driven most of this year's rally. And uh, I, I looked it up. In this article here, maybe we can zoom in a little bit. We see that year to date, the S&P 500 is up 9.9%. But if you're looking at what they call the Magnificent Seven, which Whoa. is Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, NVIDIA, Meta, and Tesla, we see that those are up on average 57%. And all of these are heavyweights in the index. Sure. Right? I mean, this is where we have the, the heat map where we see, okay, the, the larger the square the bigger the market capitalization, and this also influences the weighting in the S&P 500. And uh, yeah, if you look at this list, okay, Apple, Microsoft, Google, Microsoft, Apple, Google, yep. <laughs> right? Yeah. What else do we have? Amazon, NVIDIA, Meta, Amazon, NVIDIA, where do we have Meta? Oh, there, there's Meta, yep. right? And uh, what's left of the magnificent seven? Tesla, of course. Let's look for another big square, Tesla. There you go. Here you go. So anyhow, we will see this where uh, some say that this market rally that we are seeing here is just carried by a few stocks. And it's not a broad market rally, but can fight the market. Yeah. And that's where he said the short covering is real. Yep. Okay. Should I wrap it up? Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, so uh, if you <clears throat> enjoyed this, uh, especially us live here from Las Vegas, uh, Give us a like. And if you're new to the channel, consider subscribing. And then we'll be back again tomorrow morning. Happy trading, everybody.